I'm Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. And this is the Ashcast. This is Electric Sisterhood, podcast episode number 617. I was 74 hours in when I realized I didn't like the game. This is Electric Sisterhood, home of the original, the fucking original, girl gaming to gadget and anime podcast. I am Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. Welcome to a brand new episode of our weekly podcast, Panda. Hey, bro. How's it hanging? Girl, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I made it through the holidays. We made it. Didn't get arrested. Me neither. Didn't cut nobody. Thought about like, it. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm ahead of the game. Me too. You know, we had a lovely Christmas together. I know, which never happens. Doesn't, hasn't happened in like almost a decade. Yeah. But we had a very lovely Christmas. We were simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh my God. (laughs) We were. It was a beautiful thing. What was it? I, I think, I think the thing that I enjoyed the most at the end of Christmas is that there was that great Christmas meme that I think was going around. It's like, and now Mariah Carey goes back off into the sea. Yes. <laughs> the magical mermaid that she is. Believe it or not, I didn't even hear her Christmas song this year. Like, I don't think anybody played it. So so here's the thing. I could not avoid it. I was surrounded by it. Like, where I work, my day job, it was just, we don't play music in the office, but Christmas time we do. And it was just nonstop. Every time music was turned on, the first track every single time was that. And I was like, I'm good. I'm surprised I'm really that they good, didn't guys. start with the Shanties Christmas song. No, because they're not, they're an older generation. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? So it would always start there. And then, like, I would, like, throw in, like, DMX's Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer just to try to, like, Hey guys, let's let's bring this just, up a couple of years. Just try to make it a little bit better for me, and that helped. But we would then die down the music because we are a financial institution, so it's not really for our headquarters, right, to play music all day long. Right. So it would finally die down. But where I work in Boston, there's a brass band Ooh. that does music all year long, and for until it like gets heavy snow. So they're usually on a corner about a block away from us, and of course. During this time of year, they're doing nothing but they're caroling, wassailing type music. And even they were playing and singing it. And I was like, can't you guys go back to just the Imperial March? Because, like, throughout the <laughs> summer, they play, like, nothing but nerdy music. So it's, like, Harry Potter, Star Wars. Sometimes they play some anime theme songs, which is great. And I'm like, ah! Right? But, like, I am I was, like, bah humbugging it real hard. Oh. Because I'm like, I'm done with the Mariah Carey. I think I'm All done I want too. for Christmas. Like, I'm, we can, there are other Christmas songs. Pick, a, just pick something pick one. from the Grinch. Pick like, one. I don't, I don't even care. Just, just something that's not the Mariah Carey one. Because, like, if you say her name too many times, like, Candyman, she appears. 
<laughs> and, and don't nobody want that because I don't think she's on her meds right now. So don't nobody want that kind of crazy in their life? No. Especially we, at this time been, of year. We've been, we've been running from that type of crazy. We are not trying just, to incur that. We keep that. running from it. It's like you don't say her and I can't keep. Times. I can't keep running away. Like you can't keep running away. Hey, hey. <laughs> you can't, right? So I was, I was very glad to like during our time together for Christmas that like I didn't have to hear that song, and even afterwards, you know, because I visited a bunch of family that day, I didn't, I didn't, I was not exposed to that song, which was awesome, and it made me feel my heart grew three sizes that day, and I haven't heard it since, which makes me feel good. And I, and and Mariah should return to the sea from which she came until you know we hit Christmas time next year, and and she can pop back out and be her holly jolly crazy ass self. But I, I did have a nice holiday, and it was really nice to spend some time with you. And I didn't go crazy this year for Christmas because, well, I'm broke. So The gift that keeps like, you from giving, being it, broke. Like, <laughs> I got nothing but love for people this holiday season. But I think everybody got to feel the love, right. which was nice. I don't really, like, the material side of Christmas isn't really something that, like, excites me. You know, like, I like giving people gifts whenever I have the ability to give somebody a gift, like, in that moment. Of, like, this is something that I really would like for you to have, and I have the ability to give it to you, so I want you to have it. You know, like, in, in my mind, like, very much like you, like, if if, it, if there's something I can do for somebody, then I will do it. I don't like being constrained to this is the one time of year where, like, you can do it. Because this is do when it, you should be giving. Like, you should be giving whenever you want to give, whenever right. you have the ability to give. Exactly. But, I mean... The day that I win the Mega Millions and I'm like a millionaire, I'm just going to be, I mean, I'm going to put away a big chunk of that, but then I'm going to start being very generous. So oh. you'll, know, you'll know something's up where I'm like, hey, bro, want to hang out? And you're like, did you win money? Because <laughs> you'll know. Like, that'll be my first thing. I'm like, how much did you hit for? Now I'd be like, hey, meet me at Gaslight. Like, right and I'll now. be like, how much did you hit for? <laughs> like, just meet me at Gaslight. Bring a duffel bag. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, she rich. Bring a SunTrust bag. I don't even know if that's like a brand or a bank, but find I, one and get one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure SunTrust is a bank. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but anyway, anyhow, it was a really nice holiday. And, you know, I got to, to do a bunch of things that I haven't been able to do because work was very slow because they're short weeks. I don't have any kids, so I didn't have to worry about, like, taking care of my kids. And I was on break from school. So I actually got to, like, watch a bunch of stuff and you got to be a play human for a bunch a while? of games. I got to be a kid again. And I think that's part of the reason why I really enjoyed this holiday because I got to actually, like, be a kid. So, like, I got to stay in my pajamas. I'm still bummed. Still bummed, by the way, that the Xbox One onesie that they were going to have on sale before Christmas and then they had to pull because they had, like, production issues didn't go on sale because, like, that was, like, my dream because I was going to gift it That's to myself. That's right. You were talking about it a lot at Christmas. Like, I was dogging Major Nelson's Twitter to see when they were going to... I was hoping that they'd be back in production before Christmas because, like... That's what I wanted. I wanted to wake up Christmas morning in my Xbox One hoodie and just play Xbox games until I left to go visit. And even then, I was going to contemplate going visiting everybody in my Xbox One hoodie. In, th- in, in, in my in my onesie because I really really wanted a onesie. I think, didn't have I think it. I think everyone would have been completely fine with you rolling up in your Xbox onesie. Oh yeah, yeah. There just would have been a couple of people who were like, "So what are you wearing? Are you a cow?" And I was like. First of all, I'm chunky. And then second of all, bitch, I'm a cow. 
bitch, bitch I'm, I'm a cow. cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Go move. <laughs> I make moves. Okay. <laughs> I love that song. I really do. Uh, it's been a heck of a year. I agree. Uh, we got some. We got some game stuff to talk about. Some anime stuff to talk about. Because, like I said, I got to play a bunch of things, and I got to watch a bunch of things. Because, like, I got to be a kid again, which I'm, was nice. That was the gift for you this Christmas. It really for you. was. Like, I had like consecutive days where I didn't have to adult, and it was really nice. <laughs> I was like, I don't got to worry about paying bills right now. I don't got to worry about like putting on this stupid suit and going to work. I can stay in my jammies. I can eat cereal. I didn't didn't put pants on till 10 a.m. one day. I did not put pants on till 2 in the afternoon. Oh, I mean, I can't go that long with no pants. Um, no comment. But it was just really nice. I got to hang out. Got to watch, you know, a bunch of movies with my hubby and chill on the couch with my dog. Like, it was just a real nice, chill no drama, f- completely drama free holiday, which is like the most that you can ask for. True that. But in that, like I said, I got to play a bunch of games, got to watch a bunch of things. One thing that I, I also did was like try to catch up on news because I, I really hadn't been able to like keep up to date with all the announcements and things that were happening in, in you know, the industry because I've been really, really crazed at work coming up on end of year. But like one thing that my husband actually told me about and then I had to go and search it out. I don't know if you heard this, but Jack Black of Tadacious D fame. Yes, or, I know. Or many people, House of the Clock and Its Walls or School of Rock or, or for me, it's, Right. But for me, it's Tenacious D. Yep. Tenacious D for me too. Yep. Jack Black actually started a YouTube gaming channel. Are you serious? Yeah. Is, yeah. is Kyle Gass going to be in it too? I'm sure Kyle's going to, you know KG's going to show up at some point. Like that's, I'm that's sorry, like a I, hetero life partner. I have a like, hard time associating Jack Black like musically without K- KG. Right. So like, in my mind, I'm like, they are together forever. They are conjoined right. twins. Right. Like that's just fam. Like that's, that's fam. What's really interesting is that like he launched a channel with an announcement video saying, hey, I'm going to be doing a bunch of content, game content-wise. It's going to be a really cool space in 2019. So watch this space because it's coming. It's going to be super dope. And the channel within, like, I want to say it was, like, between 24 and 48 hours already had a million subs. And it hadn't even started yet. Hadn't even started yet. Hadn't even put out any game content yet. Followed yeah. that up with another video going, like, thanking everybody for helping him get to the million. By the time that that video went out, it was cruising towards 2 million subscribers. So yeah. it hasn't even done any game content yet, but is going to be doing some in 2019. And I'm like, I don't even care what, like, the schedule of stuff is. I think that, and that I, I was seeing a lot of thought pieces on, like, wow, like, Jack Black says he's going to do a gaming channel. Hasn't gamed yet, but has almost 2 million subscribers, you know. I don't think it particularly matters what that man does. Like, I think the last thing I saw him do, he was on an interview for Hot Ones with uh with KG. And, like, just, I think he's, he's that eccentric older man that, like, you're just... He's so charismatic, you can't help but watch him. I mean, not in some of the movie choices that he's made, but whatever. But hey, man, look, you got to make him. You make him money. I'm not. Just, I'm not gonna just him and his natural and, like getting a check. Like him in his natural state is just intriguing. So I can I can just imagine like him sitting in a room, 
that's essentially silent and just letting that stream of consciousness happen. That's well, I think, that's gold. That is I pure think that's gold. what it is. You know, but it was interesting to see like so many different thought pieces that were like, you know, this is what gaming's become now. It's just about, you know, the influencer and not the the what it is that they're doing. And I was like, time out. It's always been about the personality and not necessarily what they're doing, right? Like if you look at all of the streaming platforms, you follow a person, you subscribe to their channel, not necessarily because of what it is that they're playing or what they're putting together, but because you enjoy that particular personality doing the particular thing that they're doing. I mean, I think for me generally, like all the YouTubers, the gaming YouTubers that I watch, it's generally because they are playing a game that I am curious about, but I didn't want to put my money down on. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see the game initially, but, but it's also a personality that. But you then, but then I can appreciate. But then I go back and go, thing. "Oh my gosh, he is hilarious!" Or I like how thoughtful his analysis is. Right. Granted, now that I think about, it, I think most of the video gamers, gamer YouTubers I watch are male. I don't think I've ever really jumped on the female bandwagon too much. Not that there aren't any good ones out there. Just right. stipulating that. Just- it's just not. It's not who you've discovered yet, and yes. that you found you're like zing with, and and that's kind of what I think of. You know. There's so many people that are talking about influencers and streamers and the the new media personalities. And again, I just see it as like a elevation of, you know, self-made celebrity in a way, right? Like the YouTubers and the streamers that I watch on Twitch and on Mixer and things like that. It's not necessarily for me the specific game that they're playing because once I subscribe to somebody, I subscribe because I like them. I like the way that they do their walkthroughs or their let's plays or their how to's. I like, you know, their personality that comes through in their thing. Like they have good production value. Not that it's like high production value, but they have good production value. Like for whatever space that they're in, like they've decorated it well or they've got good lighting or they've just situated themselves really well where I feel like it's really intimate between me and them. I feel invited in or they just make me laugh and they're entertained. Like the people that I subscribe to, I've subscribed to them because they entertain me. Okay. And that's in general. That's not just the gamer YouTubes. Cause I, you know, I, I watch a lot of streamers that do other things. You know, I, I have one streamer that I follow on Mixer who just every week sits down and just does a new piece of art from scratch on canvas. Like, pencil through ink through colorizing and it's just like a zen thing for me to like chill out and watch this dude like create some really awesome pieces of art there are other people that i watch that you know do glass blowing and again it's i'm entertained by the content that they're delivering and sometimes they talk and sometimes they don't then there are gamers that i watch that stream and there are some people that i specifically watch for the game that they're playing like you because it's a game that maybe I'm not necessarily going to pick up myself but if I see that this person that I enjoy and I tend to have a lot in common with is going to play that game and and have a good experience then I'm probably going to have a good experience it makes me more comfortable putting my money down and picking that game up or not if they don't you know versus the ones who I watch that are like just pure D I'm entertained by them I don't care what it is that they're playing I just look to see what their new content is because I find them entertaining and whatever it is that they're going through right you know it's just like in the ways that people watch different tv shows like some things you watch for the drama and the writing some things you watch for the actors that are on it not necessarily what the the topic is of the show then there are some things that you just turn on and you get to tune your brain out to so you watch those and you have them going in the background it's the same thing it's just now it's in a space where everybody can do it as long as you have an internet connection 
a decent webcam and the wherewithal to put the work in to do it. And so it was just really interesting to see like so many thought pieces being very negative about, you know, well, see, this means that subs don't mean anything because here's this famous person who went on and hasn't even done anything yet in this space and they already have too many, two million followers, so influencers ain't shit. And it's like, no, Jack Black got two million followers because Jack Black is known. He's been a comedian, he's been a musician, he's been in very big budget movies and small budget movies and on TV and and is known as a funny, entertaining person. So his fandom who's enjoyed his entire body of work up until now, which has been over two decades of work, decided that they were going to tune in to see whatever this person that they enjoy already and are entertained by already is going to do on this new platform. I don't understand where all the hate and the shade is coming from. Neither do I. Like, I'm surprised, in all honesty, that it's only two million folks that have subscribed to his channel. And I'm guessing it's just because that's just how much of his fan base found out about the YouTube channel. Right. And just went and subscribed because they know that they're going to be entertained. And I think that, that that's the thing where there's like this disconnect, I think, between, you know, the entertainment industry as a whole, you know, TV and film specifically, and what is happening with streaming media content. You know, because things are becoming more and more serialized. More and more content creators are getting focused on content schedules and what they're putting out and are creating, you know, webisodes and web shows as opposed to individualized pieces of content. You know, they're now branching out and doing things like going on tour and being able to, like, get people to come out to live shows, which, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who isn't very big into gaming, but was just floored when I mentioned that, you know, these YouTubers that I've been watching for a couple of years, I was specifically talking about Game Grumps and Jacksepticeye, you know, had road tours. And she was just flabbergasted. She's like, so what do they do? They just go to a theater and hook up game stations and people watch them play a game on a big screen? And I'm like, no, like they create whole skits and and have a whole show and there's humor in it and there's audience participation and like it's a legit comedy show because they're not just playing games but many of them are writing their own stuff some of the things that seem like they're not scripted actually are so they've got entire production teams around them and so they have writers and they have you know their friends that are kind of sort of acting but they put on a full hour and a half you know show multiple times that they tour with and she's like and people like pay to go see that i was like yeah Yeah. i mean me case in point todrick hall went and like wrote a musical yeah on like kind of did most of it on the road while going to the show like it was gonna just be an album that just turned into a play and, I mean, there's a big documentary about that. I mean, granted, then after that, he got Kinky Boots on Broadway. And, I mean... Right. I mean, you get Kinky Boots on and, Broadway. And Todrick's, you know, a great example and, and a great content creator. And I think that's really where, you know, the switch, I think, has to happen for, for a lot of people is everybody gets lumped into this influencer bucket. And don't get me wrong, there are definitely influencers. There are definitely tastemakers. But I do think that there's a very big difference between an influencer and a content creator. I agree. 
and and I think that there just needs to be so much more understanding and respect for both. I, I want to be very clear, okay? This is not me shitting on influencers. But I, I tend to be more in camp content creator because I kind of break it down between, like, one-hit wonders and the people who are churning out albums regularly. Okay. Right? Yes. Like, and, and I think that for some influencers, they are a one-hit wonder riding the same wave for as long as they can. I agree. Where your content creators are doing those things where they are branching out into more than just the the one thing they became known for and being an influencer of. You know, the, the folks that are doing Let's Plays and charity work and, you know, going on tour and building their own companies and, you know, incubators for content creators to bring up the next group of people, you know, that, that to me is a content creator because they've got their mind and and fingers in multiple pots and not just. Well, because they're thinking about sustainability because they realize the thing that got them their stardom and got them their momentum. But then living that life for so long, I'm sure they're like, can I do this for my career for the rest of my natural life? Right. And, right. you know, the whole company, company man mentality in the workforce, even just for us general dayers, our nine to fivers, is not something that we prescribe to. Mm-hmm. Like the younger base, you know, in most places they say, you know, be at a company for three years. And if you haven't had upward mobility, it's time to find a new a new place and start again. So, I mean, this is just them trying to find a new avenue to expand themselves because, you know, no one wants to be a one trick pony for all of their whole life. Like, right. That is that is a lot to ask a person. Right. I think. And I and I think that and that's why I kind of break it up between one hit wonders and like, you know, the album artists, because the one hit wonder folks are absolutely happy to ride that one wave all the way through. And that's different, you know, and, and in that I would look at like your little Tays and that whole freaking fiasco of what the fuck is going on over there with that family and those people. Like, I don't know. But like, you know, and I'm going to get a lot of shade for this, but I like I look at the Paul brothers that way, too. Like their one wave to ride was dumb jock doing dumb shit. And then it backfired kind of sort of. I mean, you know, did it right. though? Because I mean, I think I said kind of, sort of, and I mean, I said and I'm not, sorta. and I'm not trying to be devil's advocate here, but I just no, wanna, it just like it's, this, but it split them off from the content creator world. But but here's like, they but lost here's, contracts, they lost deals, they did, and now However, they're rebuilding. However, you know, this is it that didn't stop them. This is this is that whole mentality of you know, is bad publicity like publicity is publicity, regardless right. of if it is good. There's or no it's such bad. thing as bad press. And mm-hmm. I think for them, they realize that you know, like I don't know if they've got a team. I don't believe that they do. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the business side of their of their lives look like. But I'm sure in the back of their mind, if they have a team, someone was like, guys, if this is the vein we're going in, because general the general youtube demographic of content creators and you know influences or whatever kind of skews this way you know and we've got like you know you're very you know lawfully good pure don't cuss very family oriented type of you know material you know and like 
we don't have too many people generally in that controversy pushing the boundaries thing. You know, you could help define that, but hold realize- on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pause your thought right there. Like, I, I get where you're going, but you are not right on saying we don't have anybody doing the controversy thing because YouTube is just full of that. It's just it doesn't exactly. bubble up because right. they're not big number. But, folks but I'm just it. saying that these guys are kind of now giving that side of YouTube a face and a yep. directed. Tunnel to that. They're not. They're not. You're right. Right. I'm just saying that when you think controversy, generally for YouTube, what's the first name that (laughs) bubbles up? I'm not going to say it because it's a Logan. No, it's not. Is it Keemstar? No, I'm stop. We're not going there because I'm not getting that person's stupid fucking army on our asses. Thank you very much. Yeah, do that. (laughs) Never mind. Correction. But like, there's five. Okay, there's five that are very well known. The Pauls are in the group. Okay, but there's five when you think YouTuber, constant controversy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Very true. Okay, right? So, like, taking a step back from that, though, again, it is the one-hit wonder riding the pony as opposed to the person trying to grow, evolve, and actually go, hey, this is a business and for me, this is where I'm going to invest in my business. And that's that's how I kind of separate influencers from content creators. I'm not shitting on anything that influencers do. I'm not shitting on anything that, that content creators do. Because, hey, do you. Get your subs. Get your money. Get, get your mind right. But to me, there is a definitive difference between the two. And I think that as this space keeps growing and more streaming platforms come up where people can have their soapbox and and put their creativity and their thoughts out into the world, I think that we just need to be mindful of, yeah, there are these two very distinctive groups of people doing those things, right? And so like who you like, sub who you sub, share the content that you want to share. Yep. All I'm saying is that there are some people that are, you know, one-hit wonders, and, you know, they can absolutely be your, you know, um, uh, what's, uh, what's the term? Um, guilty guilty pleasure? pleasure. Yeah. You know, they can be your guilty pleasure stuff. Like, I have that. Mm-hmm. I have like, guilty pleasure stuff that I listen to that I watch and all those kinds of things. And then there are, you know, the things that, like, you talk with your friends about on the bubbler and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can have both. Both can exist. You don't have to shit on one to shit on the other, you know, to, to raise the other one up and vice versa, I should say. Right? You know, and so it it's fine to be an influencer, to want to be an influencer, to aspire to those things, you know, if if that's what you want to be known for. Like, again... You know, one hit wonders, that's what you're known for. So that's what you're always going to be. And that, I think, is also a really hard box for a lot of people to be in because not everybody always wants to be the same thing all the time. I agree. You know, like, I'm I'm sure that Tony Basil did not want to be Mickey for all of her career and, and, like, had to walk away from all of that you know, with that, the one hit wonder, which was great, but her career was as a choreographer. That was where her passion was. That's where her life was. But for like when Tony Basil, praise her name, when she finally passes away, the headline's going to be one hit wonder singer. Yeah. Tony Basil passes away. Yeah. You're right. Not award winning choreographer. Like that'll be in the, in the body of the, the article. But the headline's going to be One Hit Wonder Mickey Star 
Tony Basil passes away, whatever, whatever. You're right. You're absolutely 100% right. You know, and not everybody wants to be that. Like, some people want to come up as, you know, writer, choreographer. Oh, my God. Can you you imagine what it will be like, like, when, well, I'm further along in age. I don't want to also say that, obviously, you will, too. But, like, when, like, the first really big meme, like, Vine Star goes, be like, you know... Friday star, Rebecca Black, dead at 73. You know, like... Funny enough, she died on a Friday. (laughs) Oh, that... Like, you know, I'm just saying that, like... But but those are going to happen, right? You know, because you have so many people that have come up in in those ways. Like, think of some of the people that we we know and we regularly watch, you know, that that create all different kinds of content, right? That came up through, like, uh, King Bach, you know, came up through Vine. Right. Okay, now is acting in movies and commercials and but still creating content on on youtube and you know i think he's getting ready to do something on facebook watch tonio skits you know ended up on wild and out so did uh to storm you know power like these are all people that came up through content creation and you know i wouldn't put any of them in the influencer bucket i would put them all in you know the content creator bucket I agree. Because they've created multitudes of different types of skits and and videos. I'm just saying that there's two different kinds of things, you know, when it comes to content creation. And I don't think that just because somebody is famous in another realm, if they decide that they want to move into streaming, that it should just automatically be a, oh, well, they're just an influencer. They're actually not going to do these things. They're not going to be part of the community. They're kind of fake. And anybody that follows them is stupid because they're only following them because of their fame someplace else. That's what your fame and, and your platform is supposed to let you do. You're you're supposed to be able to take the people that you can reach, the people that you can influence, the people that you've entertained, and bring them along with you into your next endeavor to try and make that successful. That's not gaming the system. That's playing by the rules. Right. Right. I mean, granted, it happens. it happens in the industry all the time. Very much like that choreographer, you know, was in a music video and did a song. And sometimes it's the other way around. And sometimes they go from, you know, music to movies, some better than others. Yep. Not not trying to incur any bees here. But right. like, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that's just what happens. You you get yourself to a position where you can take more risks because you have a solid foundation to back mm-hmm. you up if it doesn't go well. Case in right. point, movies still didn't go well, went back to making awesome music. And the right. woman rocks. The end. Right. You know, and exactly. and I think and I think content creators are very much kind of like, you know, the 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 multi talents of of the older golden age. Because I mean, back in the days of old Hollywood, you had to be a triple threat. You had to do all three. Right. Yep. And then you had we got to look li- good. You had to be able to act. You had to be able to like sing and or dance or you know do all both. of it. And then. Psh- yeah, and you know? I mean, and then and then we took a little detour and we slowed it down. I was like, all right, you can really just do one thing. And now you have yep. people who are like, no, no, I can do all these things. Watch me do it, and I can do it on my own terms. Right, right, and and that's the thing I think at like at the end of the day that I really just want to like harp on. Do you and do it on your own terms, and don't worry about any haterade or anything like that. Like, go forth, do your thing, and rock. Period end. So, Jack Black got a gaming channel. I'm I, I, I'm looking I'm forward subscriber. to seeing what he. Like, I, I'm looking forward to what he does. I'm gonna go. I can only myself. imagine. So, like, I'm looking forward to it. So, 
that happened. Just really quickly. Well, not very quickly. But That's all right. Go ahead. I'm gonna try. This is so, this is the last one you get in 2018, bitch. I know. So <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it a good one. 2019 is gonna be the year of the panda. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. That is a lot of pressure. I do not want that. Never mind. <laughs> Never <laughs> mind. I was like, Retra- Joe, you want to step up? I'll Retra- be happy to retracted, step up. Retracted. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Say what? Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I got hit by a nebulizer. I got, I got synesthesia. <laughs> Can't remember. Whoops. Like I said, I've been playing a bunch of games. I damn near finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I got one cultist left before the last guy, and then we're good. So even though I said I wasn't going to start Red Dead Redemption 2 until I finished Odyssey, I, 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 I you lied a little bit. I didn't lie. I cheated. Okay. Okay, so... I mean, did I you complete put, the main story? Mm, no, because no. I haven't killed all the cultists. Oh, okay. So there's, like, 30-some-odd cultists that you have to, like, traverse the world to f- find clues out to who they are, and then once you unmask them, then you have to go and kill them. Oh, okay. And so, like, each one that you kill gives you clues to the other ones, you figure out who they are, and then you can go and kill them. And so, like, right before Christmas, I had four cultists left. Okay. To do, including the big bad guy. So the orchestrator of all the shit, the whisper, or the ghost, whatever the fuck they call him. And so I got to the point where I just had one more guy to get that was in the inner circle that would give me the clue to who the ghost was so I could go get him. But, like, I got to the part of the story. So in the game, you know, for anybody who's been playing or isn't aware of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it takes place in Greece. And basically the it's on the heel ends of the... Those summer nights! Oh, wrong Greece. <laughs> wrong Greece. In the game, you can either choose to play the female character, Cassandra, or the male character, Alexios. Depending on which one you pick, the other sibling is the one that's basically a pawn being used by the cult of Cosmos. It's basically the bad group. So, Oh no, like, so you have, to, all... you have to snap your family out of it. Okay, and so, you know, in most games, it's been the Assassins versus the Templars. In this one, it's you basically trying to stop the cult of Cosmos because they pretty much destroyed your family and they're out to destroy the world. I mean, yeah. Okay. And so, again, the game is choice-based, so as you're going through the game, you actually get to a point where you have to encounter your sibling and kind of fight them a couple of times. During the fights, neither of you kills each other, but you get the opportunity to either say that you believe that your sibling's too far gone and they can't be saved... Or that you think that they can be saved and then you have to take the actions to try and do it. So depending upon the choices you make, you will get to the point which is kind of sort of endgame for the main story as far as like the main plot thing of like, it's your brother or your sister at the head of the Cult of Cosmos and you're trying to put your family back together. And so do you? Do you save them? Do they come around and you can have a family? Or do you kill them? You kill them. So I got through that piece... Uh, in my playthrough, I was, I'm playing as Cassandra, so I was fighting my brother, Alexios, and we finally got to the the pivotal point where I found my fake dad, my real dad, my mom. I kept my fake dad alive. I kept my, my mom alive. You really don't have a choice in what happens ultimately with your dad dad, with your biological. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which ain't that always the way. Yes. Um... But I got to the point where, like, I had to face off with Alexios, and I was able to, because of the choices that I made, get him to not 
fight to the death. And so it was really funny because we then ended up having like a family dinner. What? <laughs> because I kept my fake dad, my non-biological, and mm-hmm. my mom alive, and my brother came around, and then my fake half-brother, I also didn't kill, so like, we're having this family dinner, and then it, it ended up that my brother and my fake brother started a wrestling match, because they're like, I'm the stronger one. No, I'm the stronger one. And then I'm like, I'll get more wine. <laughs> oh, these guys. <laughs> so it's like, we're in our family homestead, and I'm just like, remember that time when, like, the cult threw us off that cliff, and like, Alexios... You thought that, like, nobody loved you and, like, everybody abandoned you. And I thought everybody abandoned me. And I ended up being, like, a mercenary on this other island, not having a family. Wasn't that, wasn't that great? Wasn't that funny? It, it was so, like, so we had, like, funny. a family. Oh, my God. It kind of sounds like our family. family. Kind of. So I got to that. I got through that part of the story, but I still haven't finished The Cultist. So I really haven't finished the game. And I, in all honesty... Because I've, I I cheated and I, I started Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't know that I'm going to finish it. Well, that's okay, because I haven't even opened mine yet. Yeah, I opened mine, I put it in my system, I let it do its download, I threw some games off my hard drive. Okay. So I would have plenty of the espacio. Okay. And so, so, so walk me through it because like, I want to start playing it, but I have to do it when my husband's not around because he doesn't apparently like Rockstar games. Okay. So I'm very super like early. And what I mean by that is I'm probably like 15 minutes into the game. So I really can't talk about 50 or 15, 15. Oh, wow. You're really, really super early because it took a long time for me to actually do the download because my internet was being stupid. I am playing the game on the Xbox One, so I got it installed to my external drive and made some room so that I could have it on there. Because I had the Halo collection on there and, and a bunch of things I really wasn't actively playing anymore. So there was a whole process of like taking things off and then getting everything downloaded and then firing up the sucker. What I will say is my first reactions, which are things that I saw from like some of the people that I was watching doing playthroughs of the game... The game is absolutely gorgeous. Like, I, I can't stress enough, like, if you have a nice TV, when you see it for yourself, you're like, wow. Like, game should always look this good. I would say that it's a little bit better looking than God of War, but not a lot better looking than God of War, in all honesty. Again, if you have a really good TV. Okay. So, it's absolutely beautiful. I like that there's, like, no uncally... Uh, uncanny valley things going on with like the characters like I found myself like looking at the character models a lot cause like literally when I jumped in the game I just spent time like walking around after talking with Dutch and I just found myself mesmerized by the FMVs initially like I watched the snow falling like it's just it's beautiful you know so I mean I've, I've heard I've seen a couple of small stories circulating of like people in relationships getting getting into some trouble because of a character in the game that uh, Arthur, I don't want to say shacks up with, but, like, has a lot of interactions with. Mm-hmm. I think her name's Sadie, I think. And yep, um, Sadie I think I saw a couple mm-hmm. of stories where, like, husbands will call their wives Sadie during, you know, nighttime stuff. Oh, hey, no, uh, don't do that now. Yeah, legit one guy did, and, like, the wife was not having it. No. <laughs> and, I mean, no. I want... I don't know how I'd feel in this situation because, you know, me and my husband both game. And, like, if we were both playing the same game and then that happened, I'd be like, did you get to that? Like, I'd be like, 
what mission you on. Because like, think clearly, just, I think it just depends on people and like if you can understand that like you know things aren't real and are, are a joke. You know because like role play is a thing. So maybe he thought it would you know right. He thought she'd be like, thought she'd be down right. for that. You know, and she's but, not down but, for that. You know, and that's and that's okay. That's why you have those discussions first before you go in to activities. You know, you set the ground rules. Exactly. But anyway, you know, it is an absolutely beautiful game. Uh, I will say right off the bat, you're going to hear me talk a lot more about it as I run through it because I'm going to try to to get a good ways into it before Kingdom Hearts 3 drops because life ends uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I've got to get through it. i got to get through it. Okay, I have to complete this trilogy. You're right. Okay, you're so right. like... I, I mean, the I'm timing is the real. Exact same thing because, with you. Because right behind Kingdom Hearts three is Crackdown three, and you know, I'm gonna be playing Terry Crews because I get to be Terry Crews in a video. Well, game. I mean, if you're gonna be doing all these other games, when are you gonna have time to drag me into Soul Cal? Okay, so here's the thing: I'm gonna release you in the short term for Soul Cal <laughs> you're because you have to play, because you have to play Crackdown with me. I need you to play Crackdown with me more than I need you to play Soul Calibur with me. I can play the computer in Soul Calibur, and I can be okay. I mean, I also think you'll 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 also have challenge if you play the computer versus me because I'm not good, Scrub. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. Okay, so like I release you from the Soul Calibur contract, but you are so doubled down on Crackdown. Uh, yeah, I think I'm getting sick. Yeah, I don't care how sick you are, unless you are in a coma. And um, even I then, think I might all my, contr- my fingers got cut off. Yeah, <laughs> even if your fingers got cut off, there's the adaptive controller, motherfucker. Uh, so stop. I'm brain dead. Brain dead. This is just. Well, I have no comment about that, but. There's just a lot of really good games that are getting ready to come out. So I I wanted to jump in so I could see what the game looked like. And so I thought, all right, so I'll jump in real quick. I'll, you know, look I'll around do, for a I'll few minutes. I'll just do a peeksies. I'll just do a peeksies. Say hi. Right. Just a quick peeksies. And then, you know, I'll finish the game like I said I was going to do. And then I'm going to come into this game. And I'll be honest with you, like, I've just, I've done so much in Odyssey at this point where I'm just like, Meh, maybe I'll just watch somebody do the end of the game because I've got <laughs> 74 <laughs> hours into Odyssey and I know how long RDR2 could be. So I'm like, do I really need to push myself another four hours to like get these last two cultists or should I just move on to another game? I mean, because let me be very real. Please do. I didn't actually enjoy Odyssey. Then why did you like? In all honesty, I I to complete it. Okay, it's one of those games where I was like, I feel like I need to complete it just because it was so different than every other Assassin's game because of the you know choice model and how things are revealed to you versus you know the previous games are just like kill this person, great. Here's the next place where you can go. You can do everything else around here, but here's the next mission that moves the story. Like that's how Assassins was already always set up and now it's like okay so you talk to somebody and they kind of vaguely say hey this person might be in this area maybe you should talk to somebody in there and you might find them and so it forces you to explore around to find the next mission and and i thought that that would be an interesting mechanic but just gets really really tired after a while okay and so at one point when i was like 35 hours in i'm like i'm actually not really like in love with this game like i like cassandra as a character but it doesn't really feel like an assassin's game to me, you know, because I don't have a hidden blade. I'm running around with swords and a spear. I don't like fighting with either. And I'm oh. just like, it, it, it doesn't feel like an assassin's game to me. What it feels like 
is Ubisoft trying to do Skyrim. That's what it feels like. Hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with Skyrim, but as you know, that's not like my main like, oh, that's my shit. Right. Where Assassins was my shit. And just what didn't feel like my shit. Right. And just didn't feel like my shit. So I'm like, eh, I bought it. So I'm going to complete it because I, with the exception of Unity, I complete all Assassin's games. Well, let me phrase that. With the exception of one and Unity, I complete all Assassin's games. But I'm just not at the point where I'm just like, it feels like work and not like fun. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's so why it's I started, not a labor I, of love anymore for you. So that's why I cheated. <laughs> you, you were like... I'm committed, but I went on this. I wasn't I went that on the, committed. I went on, I went on this like coffee date just to see what was up. It, it's like you, I you, love you, you're, you, you, but I don't know that I'm in love with you. You breadcrumbed Odyssey. You ghosted. You're ghosting. I, I'm ghosting Odyssey right now. You are um, ghosting. Yeah. Wow. I don't know that I'm coming back. You probably not. I'm probably not. <laughs> just because there's like so many other things coming, where I'm like, meh. Like, like, I don't I, have the thing where I'm like, I need to know how this story ends. You kind of have an idea. Right. I mean, I already saved my brother, so... I mean, you did, like, you did, I you had did the right family by your dinner. family, right? You did right. right by like, your I family. had the family dinner. I saved my whole family, so I'm kind of like, meh. I'm done. Fuck the cultists. Like, I know that I got him because this is before I the Assassin's League was even created, so, like, fuck it. So that's why I cheated. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm being honest about my cheating. Okay. Okay. I mean, it and still so, makes you an asshole, but you I mean, know. I'm still an asshole. But I'm you're still a, but an you're asshole. A righteous ass- asshole. But I'm an on. I'm not righteous. Honest, but I'm an honest, honest asshole. asshole. Yes. Honestly. Okay. I put it on the table. I didn't try to hide it. It's like, yeah, I did it. I'm I'm cheating on Odyssey with Red Dead Redemption Two, and I'm gonna cheat on Red Dead Redemption Two with Kingdom Hearts. I'm gonna cheat on Kingdom Hearts with Man. Crack you're Down just 3. a you're just a constant cheater. You need to be on that show, cheaters. I'm just I'm I'm an equal opportunity game lover. <laughs> you're you're a player. You just game a lot. I'm polyamorous when it comes to games. <sighs> you How can't about that? you can't be tied down. Like I'm not a monogamous doesn't game gather player. Any moss, right? Yeah, just you know what I mean. Like chicken. Papa was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like I got all the systems for a reason. Ooh. I might. I might cheat on Crackdown 3 with Just Dance on the Switch. Like, what? that shit could happen. No. No, it will yeah, not. Yeah, because it's on sale. So it's like 20 bucks right now mm. on Switch. Just saying. It's mm. 20 bucks. It's got a lot of reggaeton and K-pop in it this go-round. So. Good. Oh. Oh. It's got Daddy Yankee in there. Shaky, 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 shaky. Which you know is my shit. So. You need to be careful with that shaking of the booty. You, yeah, you I need you to not shaky, shaky, shaky right now. You don't uh, shaky, you're right. shaky as much you're as right. you used to shaky, baby. I, I can't shaky, wakey like I used to shaky, shaky. So anyway, so 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 that's, you know, what I've been up to. I'm going to let you talk a little bit because I always be hogging the mic. One other thing, though, just really quickly. I did one thing that I didn't think I was ever really going to do. But one of our good friends was like, you got to give this a shot. So as you know, I don't typically like Shonen series. Right. Like Naruto was not my shit. Nope, not mine either. Right. All that kind of stuff. So I Which have is been weird staying... because I love Naruto like vines and memes. But right. But I don't like the series at all. No. I, I tried to watch the tail end of Shippuden and I just 
could not. But nah, not me. I've been staying far, far away from my hero academia because it looked like it was oh. gonna be Naruto all over again. I was gonna be like, no, I'm not into this. But I had a couple of friends, including our good friend Adam. Oh Hi Adam. Like, Yo, you really you really should check it out because it's not what you think it is. It's got some pretty like good redeeming things in there and it's got some good action. So I was like, hey, I'm on this couch right now and not moving. The three seasons are on Crunchyroll. I'm gonna run through it. And I'll be honest with you, How like many I'll talk seasons more in did you depth. get through. I got all th- through all three. Damn. I told you I, I did not I did not move from my couch. Damn. Yeah. I have so not I had through. a I have not had a good marathon in a long time. <laughs> so I ran through sixty three episodes. Fuck. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes. I only skipped like three. <laughs> Were they fillers? Yeah. All right, then. So that's I was like, I looked at the synopsis, and I'm like, oh, this is when we're going to look back, because we're going to leave this fight? Nope. Skip. Oh, this is your summer break episode? Skip. (laughs) It's like, does this advance the plot? Nope. Moving on. Skip. So, like, technically, I watched 60 episodes. Okay. I'm going to talk more in depth on it on another podcast, but everybody was right. It's not Naruto. It actually is deeper than I really expected it to be. All of the characters actually have effort put behind them. So no one is a straight lawful good. Like, even the character you believe they're outlining as lawful good has a realistic, chaotic, neutral moment. And you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Makes sense, though. So it's really well done. And I'm a fan now. So uh, season oh. four needs to hurry up and get here. Wow. But I'll talk more about it in depth in another podcast. But yeah, My Hero Academia is kind of my shit. Well, hot diggity damn. Right? Yeah. Okay, so let's just... What re- you got? So I'm just going to recap people a little bit before I go into my topic. So, okay. you know, because I'm I'm kind of known as a completionist around here. I tend yep. to jump into big, giant... You're the one who completes! Well, not... This is like the first time I'm actually not going to. Um, oh, you're not going to 100% something? What? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait... Wait, so, girl, what? I I know. Let so me I have to, So I have to take my completionist trophy and put it down a notch because I don't always complete the games that I play. Oh, um, it's no longer platinum. Now it's just gold. Now it's just gold. So I'm I'm officially retiring Dragon Age uh, Dragon oh, Quest XI. Oh, shit. And and here's and here's the situation on this, okay? Because I feel okay. like I need I need to give the caveat. You have to explain. You need to I explain, need, especially because I was like, I'm 138 hours in, and I'm so close. And by close, I'm like level 78, and I need to get everyone to level 99 because all the trophies <laughs> require that I have everybody's skill trees completely maxed out, and they all be at level 99. And I had I had a good momentum, and I was like putting in like mm-hmm. two hours a night when I'd come yep. home after I cooked for the man, mm-hmm. and like had wind down for the night. Word and then, Word. and then the husband and then, and then the husband got mad because I was further along in the game because we were playing it simultaneously. Uh huh. And like I but then you advanced further than he did. He's like. Well, I- well, that's what happens when, like, on a Saturday, you wake up at 5 a.m. and, like, your husband doesn't wake up till 10, and you're like, I got five hours. What do I play? Well, duh, you play Dragon Quest. That's what you do. <laughs> that, or you play Stardew Valley, or you play Theme Hospital, uh, or Two Point Hospital, <laughs> which is all the mm-hmm. things I play at the wee hours of the morning. 
And um, and he got a little mad. So I was like, I will slow down because I'm so further in the story. I'll get to, get to where I am in the story and then I will pick up. And then I stopped. And I was like, oh, no, I think I broke the cycle. And I was like, no, 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 I'll go back. I'll go back. But then he kept continuing. And, and he actually completed the game before 99. And the thing is, a lot of the... Um, like tutorials and stuff that I was looking at to help me grind up to 99. We're all suggesting that a lot of the post-game stuff, which for those who don't know in a Dragon Quest game, post-game post content is usually like another 50 hours on top of the base game. So you're looking at a roughly like 150 hours <laughs> of game. He was like, that's bullshit. I can do this in under 99. I'm like, I don't think you can because, I mean, this game has a reputation of, you know literally making you grind out your levels to be able to even take on the the big big bad at the very 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 end of the game and he's like nope i can totally do it in less than that and he was at the same part that i was at where i was having i was starting to run into my issues so i was trying to to grind and this was around level 78 and um, my husband spent all day because he's currently um in recovery right now and he was home and spent about eight hours getting up to i think like level 82 or 83 and he actually managed to beat the game full post content and that bad boss everyone's like yeah you want to be like level 99 when you get there at 82 and i didn't i i felt a pit in my stomach and i was like i can't i can't watch him beat this because if i watch him beat it i will completely lose interest in my own grind and granted, yep. I didn't even have to do that because he was preparing to do it one night. I think it was like midnight and I had to go to work the next day. And I'm like, if you're going for it, go for it. Like I I throw I'm throwing my white flag. I surrender. I'm I'm done. And I knew that for sure because that next morning I woke up at four and I'm like, Oh, maybe I could like jump in and try to get an hour of grinding in and I loaded my game and I didn't even move my character. I was like, I'm I'm really I'm over it. You're done. I am over it. And I just, you know, got out of the game and I haven't looked back since. And it's like, I was so close in the scheme of things. And mind you, this is, this is the panda that we're talking about who, who platinumed Nino Kuni 2 at about 138 hours. So I think for me, in terms of, of long, long games like this, that like my threshold is that 130 mark. After that, if, if it's not, if the story isn't, as engaging to me anymore i can no longer really you know put myself through the through the 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 ring or through the grinder to get through it i was very surprised at myself because i was so looking forward to you know completing this because i think the very last the last platinum trophy i got was in fact for nino kuni 2 yep and i mean all and i haven't really jumped into another meaty meaty game since since that I think I've been playing a lot of pretty much, you know, life simulation or, you know, shorter story typed games right now, like really kind of revving down. Now, granted, with that said, the day that this uh, this episode of um, <laughs> Esh airs, I have to start playing God of War because yes, I only have, I only have I was going one, to bring that up like TikTok, I TikTok have one, one day. I literally have twenty four hours to at least get through some of it so I could say that I've played some because nope. otherwise this makes me oh, an and outlier. Just watching the first FMV doesn't count. I know. I have I know. I imagine that literally first decent boss battle is what counts. 
So like yeah, tutorial, yeah, yeah. tutorial the... boss doesn't count. Tutorial boss does not count. I know. I know the rules. Sis. I'm just making sure that you know. I'm like because the tutorial boss is that first fucking troll. Yeah. From, no, from, I know that he that's doesn't a... count. He does. I know he does. I know the rules. I just want to make sure. I just I know the rules. Sure so I literally you know. am going to work on Monday, getting home at like three in the afternoon. Yeah, you to better put, stream that shit and send me I got, I got to put on a pretty dress because I'm going out to dinner for New Year's Eve. But before that, I got to get at least two hours in of God of War or Minimum. I'll never... At a minimum. minimum. <laughs> so I might not even do a full face, so you know you know how time crunched I am, and now I'm thinking to myself, nope. fuck, I had all this nope. time. And Maybe now you I gotta got... play that shit tonight. No, I can't. <laughs> you see, this is what happens when you leave it to the last minute and then try to cram. I like I'm a procrastinator. But anyway, so so, so I got that going. So yes, I had to hang up my hat for Dragon Quest to make room for better games that clearly deserve my attention. And currently in our house, we have four, four unwrapped games. Actually, no, correction, three. We have three unwrapped games because we have RDR2, we have Spider-Man, and Mm. we have God of War still. Now, mind you, of those three games, two of them were more for me than for the hubby. Mm -hmm. Um, He wanted Spider-Man for Christmas, and I got it for him, and he still hasn't touched it. And he, I want to play RDR2, but was kind of hoping that he would play RDR2 so I could just watch mm. him play RDR2. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, I hate to say this, and I know I'm gonna. this is recorded for history, but he is, in fact, a better gamer than I am. And On some games. Yes. But, I mean, just generally, I think he just thinks at least five steps ahead of where I'm thinking. So where I feel I'm you relatively advanced. You just approach him differently, that's all. Yeah. Like, you approach episodic games much differently than he does. Absolutely. He's much uh, more methodical and you're much more about exploratory. Very true. Very true. Though sometimes I get kind of very gold pathy and I will stick to that. I want to play those. But yes, I had to retire Dragon Quest Eleven, so I have. So um but there is a game we put on so that we can start playing together because me and him often like to sit through and we'll play you know, games together, and it's called Night in the Woods. And we heard about this from a friend okay, of ours. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not a new game. This came out in 2017. Yep. I think mm-hmm. Switch actually got a version in February of 2018. So, I mean, not new, but, like, there it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I heard a lot about it, and the animation style was kind of interesting. So we went and loaded it and started it. The friend who recommended it to me was like, you know, if, if you've ever had that weird transition in your life, you know, as a young adult into, like, a more young adult. No, that doesn't make any sense. When you go from like high school you to like just out of, out of college you sort of. Okay. Yep. Yep. Like that transition in your life. Mm -hmm. And the game is kind of centered around that. So from teen to young adult. Sort of. So, so apparently in night in the woods and mind you, I'm not too very far in it. Like literally we just loaded it up. Mm -hmm. Literally what it is, is there is a, there is a girl, her name is May, and she has gone off to college, and she is returning home. And you're kind of not sure exactly why. Like, it doesn't seem like she's graduated. It seems like she's kind of dropped out of school. And she's kind of coming back home with, like, her tail between her legs. And she's kind of got this bruised ego. And, like, she's kind of yearning for, you know, the comfort of something familiar to maybe get her out of this funk, so to speak. And this whole town is actually, like, made up of, like, 
zoomorphic animals. So like, kind of like, um, what's that game where there's like animal people, Animal Crossing, uh-huh. sort of. So like, it's this universe with like animals that walk around like people. And um, I believe May is a cat, <laughs> but she has come back home. And with her pride broken and like something is clearly up with her and she's not exactly sure what it is. So she's like, I'm just going to go home, be around people who who love and adore me and my friends and I'll get out of this funk and then like I'll figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And she goes back to the town and I think her town is called like, you know, like Possum Hills and it's like this dingy like coal town like coal miners work in this town and stuff like that when she comes back she realizes that the mine has been closed so like this already kind of dingy town is even more you know behind its luck right now so like everything that she was hoping to get out of coming back home is kind of dashed right off the bat because everyone's kind of dealing with lack of jobs and like everything is just the the morale of the town is down and at, when she comes back, she does reunite with some of her friends. But, like, it's kind of like when you go away to college. And, I mean, I was a commuter for school. I didn't leave my home. I literally left my home to go to the school and then would come home every day. So I always had that safety net, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a bunch of friends who went away to college. And, you know, I imagine, because I'm not them, so I can't say this for sure, but I imagine it's probably similar to that when they would come home for breaks and stuff and for those weird, awkward moments where, like, you're back with your friends who you spent four years in high school with, but now you you have this whole other life and this whole other subset of your personality that these people are not a part of every day anymore. And it's that weird dissonance in that. And she ends up reconnecting with some of them, but it doesn't feel 100% right. Um, And she used to be in a band back when she was in this town, and she tries to connect with her bandmates. And that itself isn't exactly clicking. It's just this whole matter of you as the protagonist feeling this dissonance that May is feeling. And then on top of that, you know, there's this town is surrounded by woods, right? Because it's like a wood town. It's like a blue-collar town, and everyone keeps talking about, well, you know, don't don't go in the woods at night. Like, there's a thing in the woods, and there's like, it's it's a bad thing. Don't go there. And I mean, I guess she doesn't. I guess there's more story to it because I don't think May has ever really encountered anything in the woods, and she always thought it was just kind of like hearsay. There's a couple of missing posters up in the center of town because some people have in fact gone missing and people are attributing it to the thing in the woods but no one really knows what the thing in the wood is so while you're trying to piece together bits of may you're also trying to uncover the mystery that is happening in the town and with her and her friends and this sounds really deep it is like and i mean i wouldn't necessarily say that this game is like super long per se at all but Like, I'm highly intrigued because, I mean, it got a lot of accolades for its narrative and its dialogue and its characters back in um, 2017. So I was like, I'm I'm intrigued enough by this. And, like, it kind of gave me, like, Strange Life. What is that? Stranger? Life is Strange. Sort of. So it's like that, but make Max a cat without a camera. Also make her, like, 20. Make her a little bit more emo and actually maybe even... Maybe have some some hint of some type of mental instability, perhaps. Because, I mean, from, from some of the articles and stuff I've read, they kind of allude to the fact that they feel like the reason May leaves college in the first place is because she slowly started disassociating herself 
from okay. college. So she started isolating herself and pulling herself out to the point where she stopped going to classes and that can cause its own problems. So instead of, you know, getting the boot, she just leaves. Kind of. Gotcha. I'm really kind of intrigued with, I like games that really take a story and make the story its character. And like everything else is just part of the setting and the setup. Because, I mean, I feel like the feeling that they are trying to invoke with, you know, Night in the Woods is something that many people have had in their lives or are going to have. I feel like it will definitely tug strings for each person who, you know, decides they want to jump in and explore that. And, I mean, granted, is there something in the woods? Is there not something in the woods? I think that is, you know, when you go through the story, I mean, there may, in fact, be something, but it may not necessarily be this big thing and it might just be a personification of something else which i kind of suspect it is i don't know because i haven't gotten that far but i'm really looking forward to checking it out if you are too you can get that on xbox i think you can also get that on the switch if you're living the switch life or ps4 or i mean if you're a pc gamer it's there too so like there's many different places that you can you know jump into this adventure and take yourself through you know a night in the woods All right, so it's just about time to wrap things up. One thing that I do want to say, since this is going to be our year-ending episode, is that, you know, 2018 was a a really amazing year for games when you look back, you know, just at all the games that came out and, you know, what won awards at the game awards in December. You know, this was a year that, you know, gave us both God of War and Celeste and a bunch of things in between that were really fantastic and amazing journeys, you know, this was a year that we had Red Dead Redemption 2 pop at the same time that Odyssey popped at the same time that you've got people discovering God of War and, you know, some remakes and reissues happening of games on on other platforms. You know, Journey came to PC. So there was a whole lot of people who had never been able to play the game before because they didn't have a PlayStation that could now experience that game, which is one of our, you know, it's always one of my go-to one of our favorite games, you know. And 2019 is shaping up to be, like, no joke. Like, there's a bunch of, I would say, some really interesting games. You know, Ace Combat, I think 6 is popping in January. Obviously, I keep harping on Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, that's the big release for me in January. But February is I mean, we've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 for a while. So the fact that it's even coming out... Right, like it's Golden Master, so like it's it's legit it's, shipping. It's, yeah, but but February 2019 is no joke either because you know I I keep mentioning Crackdown three, but additionally in February you also have Dead or Alive six popping, Far Cry New Dawn is popping, Jump Force goes, Metro Exodus is coming, Anthem's coming, like February is no joke when it comes to games next year. Yeah. Okay, and then right on the heels of that. March is slapping you with the Toe Jam and Earl game. Oh, the back man. of the group game. You've got Devil May Cry 5. You've got Division 2. Division. And you got Sekiro all coming in March. So, like, Q1 2019 is not, you know, pulling any punches at all. It's not. And then... You're right. You know, April, you've got Mortal Kombat and you've got Days Gone, which I'm not a Days Gone person. No, but, but I am. But, but so, like... 2019 has some really, really great games, you know, right now on the horizon. And there's a whole bunch of things that haven't been announced yet, right? There's all kinds of indie things that are going to pop up and, and you know, things like that. Like, hopefully Bethesda has learned and Rage 2 won't suck. You know, supposedly Shenmue 3 is coming in the summer. So, like, 
there's there's a lot of things on the horizon. And I think that, you know, just just from what we've experienced in 2018, I think that there's just more story um, and more to come. You know, Sony, after the success of God of War, came out and said, look, like, we know that there's still a market and there's still a need and there's still a place for single-player campaign-based games, and we're not giving up on that, so it's not all going to be multiplayer. And and that's something that I really needed to hear because, you know, I enjoy some multiplayer games, but really, typically, because I can't get people to, like, play games with me when they say that they're going to, <clears throat> I am a single-player console chick. And I was becoming really worried that maybe the gaming world was, like, passing me by because everything is... It feels like everything is arena and battle royale and multiplayer. And if you're not doing those things, then are you even really a gamer? Like, is this a gamer? (laughs) And it's just really good to hear that single player campaign isn't dead, isn't going away, is not going to stop being a focus for some platforms and developers because... That's what I enjoy. You know, I played a lot of games this year and I watched a lot of different entertainment in all different kinds of places. And still, hands down, if anybody asked me right now what was the best entertaining experience and story that I experienced this year, I would say that it was God of War for a lot of different reasons. And the fact that the thing that I enjoyed the most this year was a video game that is a singular sensation is just a really warm and humbling thing. So, I want to leave you guys with warm wishes for the new year. May this new year bring you the successes and things that you wanted in 2018 but couldn't quite get there and take you to places that you didn't even think of. I want you to play all the games that you want to play and to avoid all the haters that you want to avoid and just wish you health, wealth, well-being, and good thumbsticks in 2019 i wish you the same so with that make sure that you check out all of the content that our content creators come up with on our website news reviews and so much more at electric you can bookmark our website you can get the rss feed so you can read our stuff whenever you want to in your feed reader of choice listen to the podcast right there on our site or subscribe to us in iTunes right from there, which you can listen to our podcast in iTunes either on the desktop app or through the podcast application on your iOS device by searching for the Eshcast and hitting subscribe. We put out brand new episodes every week, so we hope that you will become a subscriber. Share us with your friends so that we no longer have to be the best kept secret on the internet. You can also catch our podcast over on bognetwork.com as well as some other great shows across all different kinds of fandoms over at vognetwork.com. If you enjoy what we do here at the Land of Esh and on our podcast, then please make sure to check out all the other sites and shows that all of our content creators as part of the Esh fam are creating. That includes our homie King Baby Duck over at B3Crew.com and his bi-weekly podcast, No Borders, No Race. That also includes our man Handsome Man 2049 streaming live on Twitch Wednesday nights at 9, playing new games and old on his channel, which you can get the link and find out all the stuff that he's going to be playing through his site, smashrook.com. The man, the myth, the legend, one of my favoriteest mammals on the planet, Phil the Issues Guy with Phil's 
recap and review, which you can check out his show on YouTube and his archive on his website, issuesprogram.com, as well as check out his awesomely random but so enjoyable show that he streams on Twitch. Get all the links on his site. And then last but certainly not least, keeping you up to date with all the stuff that nerds crave, our homies over at nerdcrave.com, whether it's comic books, manga, anime, video games or more if it's nerdy at all the nerds over at nerdcrave.com are talking about it so please check out all of our sites bookmark everything find us on social follow us let us know if there's something that you want us to check out we are on instagram at esh news twitter at esh news and facebook facebook.com slash land of ash if there's something you want us to review or preview or talk about hit us up let us know dm us get up all in our private message all and we'll give you a shout out if we talk about your topic on the show. So with that, it's time to get out of here. I'm Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. Until next year, folks. Chicken. <laughs>